It takes more than 30 minutes creating a flowchart and another three and a half hours to line up all the arrows to be a great engineer. <laughs> this is Soft Skills Engineering episode 330. I'm your host, Dave Smith. I'm your host, Jameson Dance. Soft Skills Engineering is a weekly advice podcast for software developers about all the non-technical stuff, like getting those darn arrows to line up and minimize the number of times they cross each other. Is that what they mean by visual programming? <laughs> I don't know. It's where you create your UML diagrams and then visually make them aligned. Just getting all the arrows to line your, up nicely. Just your ASCII diagrams. Yeah. The yeah the 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 neatness of the arrows corresponds with the service level you can offer of availability. What if what if you created a software business that essentially is like a no code business, but in the pricing tiers are actually based on the quality of the code it outputs, where it's like. <laughs> Do you want the no bug tier? That's more expensive than like the occasional intermittent bug tier. Looks like we'll have to get on a sales call to discuss <laughs> your needs, <laughs> which is a catch, like a, a secret phrase that means this will cost you five to six figures. Right. <laughs> Do you want the pricing tier where you get 5% uncaught exceptions or 1% uncaught exceptions? <laughs> Well, the problem is we might be competing with the developers they could get because they might be able to produce similar levels of exceptions. Imagine imagine having to ship software that has a known and predictable bug rate. Like that would be so hard. And it's greater than it's zero. Our next hackathon project. Yeah, greater yes. <laughs> yeah, known and predictable bug rate of zero. Uh, That's not what this is about. And also, I want to thank our patrons. Thank you to Valentine at Datafold. Santa Hopar, Noah Fraser Loeb, Kent C. Dodds, Memester Josh, Jenny Kim, Owen Shardle, Craig Motlin, I Love Mavis, The Stochastic Parrot, Alice Jost, That Was Cheating, Jameson, Lanfair, Silo, Go, Go, Go. That was pretty good. I got that Go, Go, Go part down. Mm hmm. Kashockton, Ohio, patreon.com.au. We're hiring Ira Chan, Monkey Face Emoji, Jonathan King, testing is documenting.org, Oladapo Fadie, Will Angel, Rocket Ship Emoji, but Rocket Ship is hyphenated and all of that is spelled out and there actually aren't any emojis in that. <laughs> Ragnar, Nick Hathaway, Travis Sanders, Braden Keynes, John Grant, Cody Sell, Nick Cantor, and Philip John Basile. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We appreciate it. If you want to join this group, you can go to softskills.audio and click support us on Patreon. And then we will send you a golden ticket. One of you will get the golden ticket to come tour the Soft Skills Engineering Podcast Factory, <laughs> where there will be hijinks and also <laughs> deadly traps. Deadly traps and uh, oompa loompas. For children. Just kidding. No, you get an invite to our Slack team, where you get to talk about soft skills stuff or other stuff. There's a hard skills channel and, and friendly folk. And you get that kind, warm feeling in your heart of supporting the show and, and helping us pay for the expenses that go into creating this. All right. This episode is sponsored by Hired, the best way to quit your job and get a new one. More on Hired later. All right. Jameson, do you want to read our first question? Yeah. This is from a, a listener named Dan. This one is a blast from the past from 2020. So Dan, this advice might not be timely anymore for you, but I hope it helps <laughs> someone else. <laughs> poor Dan. Hey, friends. Yeah, poor Dan. How do you get ahead when your manager gives you mixed signals? I was told there would be lots of opportunities to work on exciting new projects when I interviewed for this role. After six months, this hasn't really happened, and I'm beginning to get concerned it never will. 
Half the team is working on, quote, new things, while the rest of us are working on maintenance work. This is meant to be rotated, but my colleagues tell me this isn't the case. I've asked my manager in our one-on-ones if I can work on the next piece of new work, but have got some odd responses. They told me if I want to work on a better project, I should look in their calendar and invite myself to anything that looks good. Oh. This seems bizarre. Is it normal to lurk your manager's calendar and just turn up at meetings that, quote, look good? <laughs> That's a little weird. Huh. I guess your manager didn't specify the definition of good, so you could show up at some pretty interesting times. Yeah. I mean, show up at all, the, all their one-on-ones. Yeah. Or I saw that you had a severance discussion on your calendar, so <laughs> I showed up. <laughs> now I'm part of a new thing. <laughs> I saw you had a block scheduled for attending the doctor, and uh, I just thought I'd come along, <laughs> come along with you. Check that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you got that looked at. Yeah, <laughs> you had to go pick up your car. Well, we got to know each other better on the ride there and back. <laughs> Have you seen rotations like this that are like quote rotations, but actually aren't? No, I ha- I haven't seen. I've seen rotations done where a team gets assigned just bug fixing or, you know, there's a rotation of people who just fix bugs. I've never seen it be promised to rotate and then not, but I have seen it exist and work. Yeah, I haven't ever seen that get paused either. I wonder if it's meant to be rotated, but my colleagues tell me this isn't the case. Huh. I was promised a rotation back in 82. I'm still here. (laughs) Um... This might be tough to get going because I assume the people working on new things will not be pumped about rotating in to work on maintenance work. Yeah, that's why the rotation stalled out. It's like, oh, yeah, we yeah we rotated once uh, and then never did it again because the people who rotated off all quit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now we start you on maintenance and when you threaten to quit, we'll rotate you into the new stuff. Yeah, that's weird. Maybe that's a thing you can push them to solve. But you're asking also about, is it is it weird to lurk on their calendar? Yes, that, that is weird. <laughs> I wonder if they're just super busy and feel like they don't have time to sit down and think about opportunities for, for Dan. So they're trying to tell Dan, like, I don't know, look around, find something. And, and my, look at my calendar is, is one way you can find something. I don't know. I guess I'm trying to imagine a world where this makes sense, but... It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Exciting new projects. So I have seen that dynamic in general a lot where there's there's the exciting new work and then there's the maintenance work and someone wants to go from the maintenance work to the exciting new work. And that can be tough to pull off and is sometimes dependent on forces outside of your control. But also, like a lot of things, uh, benefits from you saying, I would like to do this thing. I've seen cases where the, the maintenance project was like too critical or there wasn't an opening on the new team. Then you had to wait for someone for an opening to, to open up to the non-maintenance stuff. Can you just finish the maintenance work? <laughs> yeah, right. Just finish it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. You take your car in, they fix it. Why can't you just do that with the code? Take the car into the shop, fix all the maintenance items. And then yeah, you're just done. maintain it. And <laughs> just, then you're done maintaining it. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, just it's been, it's been maintained. Yeah, just maintain it. <laughs> just go maintain it really hard 
for like a, a week and then it's maintained. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I've actually had several people ask me what when I worked at a megacorp with thousands of engineers working on their, their e-commerce experience, I've had a lot of people, not a lot, a handful of people ask me like, isn't it done? Like what, what do, what do people do there? Uh-huh. Cause the, the site is there and it, it works. Like I can go buy stuff. There's just this hidden world of, of like, I don't know. Some, I'm trying to think of a metaphor and failing. How about compare it to software? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like a, class with private methods i guess so you can't see them uh, but they always they somehow change even though the code doesn't change well yeah because you keep the you keep the public interface the same and you just wildly refactor the underside yeah i mean actually for fun to give you something to do it is, it is true because i also worked for a megacorp and it seems like a big portion of the company's engineers were constantly working on a deprecation and replacement effort. You know, like this service doesn't do what we need anymore or the the volume of traffic it needs to handle has exceeded its capacity or Hmm. we need a new feature built, but product thought it would be easy just to add one button on the screen, but it turns out we're going to have to rewrite seven microservices and build a whole new like data layer. And so we're doing that now to get that button, you know? Yeah. Or maybe and maybe it's just the case that when software gets big enough, even the tiniest tasks just take so much work that you just have this huge team that is working on like one percent of the roadmap that they would have worked on when they were smaller. It yeah. it just takes a hundred people and they can get done in a year what used to take a couple of days. But that's maintenance for you. Yeah, it's it's interesting. There's just so much entropy. It seems like it would be like it's it's software, it's this artifact that doesn't change itself i don't know i guess we're getting off topic (laughs) a little a little little. shouldn't ever do that but yeah it's it's weird you can uh, you can put it out there and then it just it just doesn't it ceases to function at some point it's a weird thing to think about ones and zeros even in the simplest of worlds it ceases to function because of outside stimuli like oh we depend on a library that is now has moved on in version scheme and now has security vulnerabilities. If we don't fix it, we're going to get attacked successfully, you know? Yeah. So like even in that scenario. Yeah. And then sometimes on the new piece. they're like, well, the oh, API changed. So now we got to rewrite our part. If everyone could just stop changing. Stuff, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Just, we wouldn't have to change our software. Listen, we're going to do a, we're going to do a handshake with all the hackers out there. Look, just stop trying to break into our software systems. Then we won't have to rev these libraries anymore. They're fine as they are. And then our companies can lay us all off. It'll be good. Then we just have to go to work on those pesky data center people. Them with their machines that like need ongoing work. Like, oh yeah, like come on, hardware that can't fails. you just plug it in forever? <laughs> well, I feel like I've failed to produce a good answer. <laughs> uh, I mean, okay. So even though it's the case that we haven't seen this specific scenario, I have seen bait and switch all the time in hiring. It happens a lot. People are like, yeah, this yeah. is the best place to work ever. And then you get there and then you're like, oh, didn't realize I was going to be a Visual Basic developer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by best place to work ever, I meant that only to apply during the time period of our interview with, with you and I. Like <laughs> This moment is so great. Now it has reverted uh, back to normal. I could not have anticipated this, but 
<laughs> After the end of your interview, it went right back to the way it was before. <laughs> so, I mean, bait and switch is pretty common. You know, that you've come to learn that while you're interviewing, you have the most leverage you'll ever have because your company is trying to convince you to join them. And your options are really, it's pretty easy to walk away from that, you know? Assuming you already have a job or other opportunities, it's pretty easy yeah. to say, no, no, thank you. And the company knows that. So they're going to put their best foot forward. They're going to offer the most attractive, appealing situation they can. But then reality just can't help but come in and and dash that that fake offer to pieces. And now your leverage has changed. And so if you want something to change, you kind of, I believe, you have to be willing to use that leverage. And unfortunately, that leverage is leaving, I think. You know, and and you don't have to drop that bomb on your on your manager's desk on day one and just say, look, this isn't what I thought it was. I'm quitting. But you could say to your manager, listen, you told me there was a rotation and your manager's, I mean, in this case, you, you already said that, your manager's response is, yeah, take a look at my calendar. If you see something interesting, just hop on there. <laughs> Which is like delegating the only part of the manager's job they shouldn't delegate. <laughs> By... By rotation, they meant the earth continues to rotate. <laughs> there is a rotation somewhere in the universe. Um, I should look. And on it's my... possible that you could occupy the exact same spot in space as the other team doing the fun new work at some point. If you get on the rotation correctly. Yeah, you just, I mean, you won't do the work, but... Yeah, and and of course rotating. you just do that by getting on looking at your manager's calendar to find out where the what latitude and longitude <laughs> that needs to be. But that that yeah. honestly is a really really weird reply. Uh, I and maybe let's just assume it's genuine and your manager's like, "Look, I don't know what you'd be interested in. There's a lot of new projects that come through. Why don't you just tell me what you'd be interested in?" And so, I mean, I I would be tempted to give to treat that at face value and actually try it. Take a look at your manager's calendar. Just you know, every morning, look at your own calendar, look at your manager's calendar, and see if there's any interesting projects on there. And you just pick between the two. You say, "Today, I want my manager's calendar." <laughs> <laughs> but it is it absolutely uh, is bizarre. And and no, it's not normal to lurk on your manager's calendar and show up to meetings that look good. But I th- I would try it. Yeah, maybe this is another way of saying. Um, like you said, I don't know what you're interested in. And you seem, you might have the other side of that problem, which is, well, I don't know what you're interested in, manager. Like, what's important to you? What kind of upcoming problems do you see? What kind of opportunities? What's yeah. what's the vision? Or at least, what are you doing next week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, ideally, your manager has some understanding of upcoming work that needs to happen, or at least upcoming opportunities and can can enumerate some of them to you. If you have some idea you want to go pitch to them, that's a possibility too, but it's probably easier to move from the maintenance stuff to the new thing if you're solving a problem that is already important to your manager. Yeah, that's. I think I would probably ask around a whole bunch of other people too and just say, hey, I'm, trying, I'm looking for something cool to get onto. But this just doesn't sound like the super supportive kind of environment. And honestly, I think you're, whoever hired you and promised you this Either they misled you on purpose or you misunderstood what they said. <laughs> One way or another, something went wrong in the hiring process here. They had the best of intentions, I'm sure. They intended you to work on the new thing. Yeah. Well, have we answered the question? I, I think sort of. It's going to be a rough situation. 
<laughs> I'm not sure that's a great answer here. You know? Yeah. It's a crappy situation, I think. Well, we did... I mean, technically their question was, is it weird? And we did say yes. Yes. Okay, so. there you go. Perfect. Question answered. Also, sometimes rotation looks like rotating to a new company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's true. It's like epicycles. <laughs> Is Kepler the, the dude who... No, Galileo. Galileo was the, the person who overthrew that theory, right? Epicycle. A small circle whose center moves around the circumference of a larger one. I mean... That was a, that was a thing in Ptolemaic astronomy, right? It was the thing before, they, before the heliocentric model. Like oh, the, they the thought Earth everything was, was swirling the around the Earth. Yeah, and then they invented all these weird like loops and... This is a sign of a good joke when you have to look up something on Wikipedia and then <laughs> spend a while explaining it out loud. And then by the time you read the last paragraph, you have a good laugh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the payoff. Oh, that Wikipedia page tied it all together. Nothing made sense till I saw this sigma formula at the bottom. <laughs> a sub J times epsilon raised to the I power. Oh, I get it now. Funny. A hearty laugh. <laughs> All right. Hey, Jameson, have you heard about The Great Resignation? Is it that Charles Dickens book? <laughs> Wait, no. The entire population on Earth has started taking our advice of quit your job. Oh, yes, that's right. Apparently, we have achieved influencer status. We've been telling developers for years to quit their jobs, and now we want to tell you how to do it. We're ready to reveal the secret. You mean you don't just walk out shooting finger guns? <laughs> yes. Well, you do that first. But after you do that, there's a new service we want to tell you about called Hired. What is Hired, Dave? Hired is the biggest AI-driven marketplace that matches engineers with companies. It is a great way to find your next job. I've been watching this industry for 20 years with a keen interest on hiring in particular, and I've never seen anything like Hired. Tell me about what you're seeing. So I've interviewed about 150 people in the last year, and I am serious. Every candidate that's come to me through Hired has multiple offers, and they're incredibly high, scary high, like 30% higher than other candidates. Is that before or after the finger guns? <laughs> yeah, uh, both. <laughs> the beauty is it's totally free for engineers, uh, and we would love for you to go try it. Go to Hired.com slash soft skills to check it out. Hired.com slash soft skills. Quit your job the best way and check out Hired. Dave, do you want to read our next question? Yes, I do. This comes from an anonymous listener who says, I've worked at small but mature companies for about three years now, and I feel that I'm soon coming to the point where you would expect me to be a senior engineer given my years of experience, which I'm aiming for. I've struggled a lot to come up with ideas to add value to the team outside of the standard sprint tickets. I know these things aren't, quote, required in the job scope, but often with teams at smaller companies, I worry my manager might think I'm not ready for a senior role if I'm not actively thinking outside the box about the team's goals beyond the tickets I've been assigned. I do have a lot of initiative and independence, but the thing is, I'm just not very creative. As much as I love tech, it's difficult for me to dream of non-trivial ideas that would actually make an impact. I feel that if I want to progress in my career, I'm going to have to get better at seeing the bigger picture. What tips might you have? Hmm... I like how the question asker described the companies as small but mature, which I feel like, you know, that's how I want to describe myself. Small, small. but mature. <laughs> I'm, you know, short for my age. 
but very mature. Yeah. And senior is so context dependent. W- one way to get a senior job is get a different job. <laughs> and then there is guaranteed some company out there that will hire you. Well, we live in a new world now. Yeah, maybe maybe before maybe this last is not month. True. <laughs> yeah, maybe uh maybe. Anyways, but but standards vary so much between companies that it's it's I would say fairly common to get hired at a different place with a a higher job title, especially yeah. when the job title is senior. Oh which yeah, it's kind of lost all meaning. Absolutely, I don't know if it's lost meaning. It just ugh. there's just no shared definition. There is no shared definition. It. In fact, there's quite the opposite. There is a huge broad interpretation of what senior means. You know, to some people, to some companies, it means you know, one year of experience plus. And to other companies, it might mean 10 years of experience. At some companies, it means you're essentially a tech lead leading a team of engineers, maybe eight engineers. At other companies, it just means, you know, I've been writing code for a little bit longer than the other people on the team. So that's, that's the good news for you is if you really want the senior title and that's what's important to you, it's very easy to get. And I think this is a good time to tell the story where I was in a director role and one of our engineers came to my CTO and said, hey, I've noticed some of the other people have senior in their title. Can I have senior in my title? And my CTO picked up the phone and dialed the HR leader at the company and said, hey, could you please change in our payroll system? Could you just change this person's title as a senior software engineer? The HR person says, yep, clickety, clickety, click, pressed enter. And then CTO hung up the phone and said, congratulations, <laughs> you're now senior software engineer. <laughs> so that's the good news. I mean, probably you don't, the way this question is phrased, I'm assuming that it's not quite that simple where they currently work. Yeah. But yeah, depending on how much you want to stay at this company or how how willing you are to get a different job, that is a solution. I also, this question asker, I also don't think they're asking how can they get the word senior bolted onto their title. I think what they're asking is how do I develop the creativity and big picture vision to be able to do things that are more impactful at the team level instead of just doing my individual duties. I feel like I get a lot more satisfa- satisfaction out of out of fixing something or solving someone's problem or, or kind of like implementing a thing than coming up with the vision of what should happen. So I don't think I'm honestly this great, very great at this either of, of like looking at what is and seeing what should be, which is sort of what you're describing thinking outside the box about the team's goals beyond the tickets I have been assigned. So one one thing you could do, which is more scope than thinking about the individual tickets you've been assigned, is is but still sort of defined, is you could try and take some ownership over the thing at the next level above tickets. Like maybe there's some shared project that you're working on and and previously you've just been taking tickets and 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 doing the thing in the ticket but maybe you can start to participate in or take some ownership over like deciding what goes in those tickets and having an understanding of the full scope required to solve the problem and that's that could be easier because someone presumably has identified a problem or or an opportunity already you're not just trying to sit down and think what should we do it's like we want to we want to speed up our i don't know database backups or something like yeah. that and then you have yeah this thing you can focus on 
Yeah, that and that's a good point. You you prompted in me something that I think I've naturally done in the past that has served me well, which is shifting your mindset from looking for creative new things that you can both think of and build to to become more senior and impactful versus look around at your team and see what problems there are. And I guarantee you there are problems all over the place. And if you can't see them, just ask around a little bit and then work on those problems. And I'll, I'll tell you one place to start. Talk to your product manager and say, hey, product manager, what are some of the problems with working with the engineering team? Just ask for that idea. And maybe your product manager will say, oh, every time I sit down with the team to do sprint planning, they tell me that all the, all the specs that I've written are not sufficiently developed. And so they always get kicked back to product and they can't get started in this sprint. And so we're always behind. You know, that's just one example. And you, you could help with that. You know, you could be like, hey, how about you set up an hour meeting with me before sprint planning and I'll help you figure out which of your product specs need to be more fleshed out before they're ready for the engineering team. That way you don't have to do that in front of the whole team. And, and boom, you're senior. You know, you're contributing at the senior level. You've, you've now made a material impact to the team's processes, you know. But you don't have to be this creative genius who just magically comes up with new code patterns and new technology. You can just look around and find the problems and then go after solving them. I like how your example was was not coding as well because yeah. I think that is one of the things there is some consensus on that the more senior you get, the more your your output is is not directly hands on the keyboard and is kind of yeah. spread across larger groups and, and more processy kind of meta work things. Yeah, exactly. I once had a company define senior as a force multiplier for others, which means that by having you on the team, other people can get more done than not having you on the team. And that's that's actually the best way, I think, to think about senior contributions. Because, yeah, it's one thing to code faster individually, but it's another thing to help seven other people code faster or solve problems better. Yeah. It's a lot easier to point to the code you wrote and say, look at what I did. So it does get fuzzier and harder to attribute value and, and show output, but it usually comes with more money, <laughs> which is a fine trade-off. Worry that my manager might think I'm not. You could also just straight up ask your manager, like, do you think yeah. I'm ready for the senior role? What do, you, what do you think I need to work on to get ready for that? And then your manager will come back and say, look, just check out my calendar and look for senior opportunities on that. <laughs> That's the promotion process. It's yeah. You you find like there's like one calendar slot hidden throughout the year that's like whoever whoever attends <laughs> gets the senior. Have you role. ever done one of those escape rooms? It, it's like uh, this, yeah, it's I'm basically familiar. the same thing, but it's your manager's calendar. Okay, that's how you escape your current level. Yeah. Also, you know, some of the ideas we've thrown out are kind of bigger and maybe a little bit uncomfortable. But another thing you could do is look at your peers, your other developers on your team, and see what struggles they're having. And you should be able to you know, start to develop an eye for this. And here's, here's one way to do that. Next time you're in stand-up and one of your teammates shows up and says, oh, I haven't made any progress on this feature today. And then they show up the next day and they say, oh, I didn't make any progress on it. And then they show up the next day and say they, have, they haven't made any progress on it. Don't ignore that. Instead, after stand-up, you know, to not embarrass them in front of everyone, but after stand-up, connect with them and say, hey, is there something I can help? Like, hey, can, could you talk me through what your challenges are right now? Just be a sounding board, if nothing else, and and find ways to unblock your your peers. You know, like it, it's, it could be that easy. Like to me, that's a senior contribution. And then just make note 
make a note of what you've done. And then at some point you'll bring that to your manager and make sure that it's on their radar and they know that you're contributing behind the scenes to make other people effective. Yeah. I'm going to have to get better at seeing a, the bigger picture. We haven't really touched on that part very much. I'm trying to think if I have anything useful to say there. I mean, a lot of the things we just said are bigger picture. I just says, I think that the, the question asker here has a bias about what bigger picture is. And I think they probably, they perceive that senior engineers are the ones that come up with the big revolutionary ideas. Like everyone, we're migrating away from this framework to this new framework, which I created, you know, and it's like, <laughs> we're going to, we're going to move to event sourcing across the whole company. Yeah. And it's like, like the, the, yeah, these huge changes. Yeah. And, and honestly, I think those are the more rare contributions that a senior engineer makes and also the riskiest ones, because those can yeah. go bad very visibly, <laughs> you know, and that might scuttle your, your opportunities to become seen as a more senior person in the eyes of your manager. Yeah. And even if they don't fail, they're often further away from from user or business value so they're they're it depends on the setup of your company but you you might pull off this huge project and all the engineers are cheering you and then your manager's like but the buttons look the same like they they take it takes the same amount of time for an api call after this year of work mm -hmm. well have we answered the question i think so good luck i think being senior might not be as challenging as you think it doesn't or rather it doesn't have to be as grandiose as you think that's my bottom line yeah awesome well what can people do if they want to ask their own questions go to softskills.audio and click the ask a question button thank you so much to everyone who does that we love you we love your questions please keep them coming all right thank you so much we'll catch you next week <laughs>